crazy, 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 crazy here in the UK because we've still got this whole energy crisis going on, okay? So it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And as people are aware, our energy uh, gas prices have increased 250% since January, um, which is ridiculous, the, the cost. So basically, I watched a show the other night where this guy... Um, you know, informs people about how we can save money by all sorts of means, whether it's with uh, solicitors, lawyers, you know, um, your bills, uh, mortgages, whatever it is, financial situation, he teaches you how to save money. So he was preparing everybody for this energy crisis, and he said on the show, I'm stumped. He said that, you know, I, there's no advice I can give you right now other than don't do anything, because, of course, we've got all these companies now sending all their little scouts round to everybody's houses saying, would you like to change energy provider to save you some money? And people are reluctantly, you know, wanting to do it, but at the same time, they really want to do it because everybody is scared at how much this is going to cost us just to run our, our energy in our homes here. So, um, basically, it's, there's a cap, okay? They, they've got a, a cap price on the energy prices to, like a minimum cap. So that minimum cap has gone up to £130 a month. Now, other people were, well, people here were generally paying a lot lower um, prices, like £80 a month for their, their gas and electric and, and that kind of thing. So um, this huge jump from 80 to 130 is very scary for a lot of people, as you can imagine. But this guy on the TV was saying, look, the reason you shouldn't do anything is because if you don't do anything, the companies that have fallen off the market because of the COVID situation... Um, they will automatically move you into the, the cap price. If you change to a cheaper alternative or go looking for a cheaper alternative, what people don't know is those cheaper alternatives jumped up in price to £170. So you'll be going from 80 to 170 by just making that cheap change. If you go to in a more expensive company, you're looking to reach nearly £200 a month. Um, so... He's advising everybody, please, for now, don't do anything. The cap is for six months. So in April, that's going to be reviewed again. Um, so the minimum price you will end up paying is £130. So, you know, everybody's frightened about that. Um, so there's, uh, that's a huge deal at the moment. And Russia um, has been targeted about this because they're providing a lot of energy for Europe. And Russia is denying that they're weaponizing the energy um, and gaining from this. So they, they said... Russia has denied using energy as a political weapon amid surging prices across Europe that have sent gas bills in many households. Households? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I nearly said mouseholds. So let's go with mouseholds. I thought you said mouse traps. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, even that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, the gas bills in many mouseholds skyrocketed. <laughs> Russia, one of Europe's biggest natural gas providers, has been accused of internationally. Um, withholding supplies and President Putin said such claims are complete rubbish and politically motivated tittle-tattle. The European Commission has been outlining measures member states can take to combat 
Biden prices. The wholesale price of gas has increased by 250% since January, triggering a knock-on spike in costs for consumers and businesses. Energy prices have record highs for various reasons, including high demand for natural gas as economies recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, speaking at a Moscow Energy Forum on Wednesday, Putin blamed the current crisis on Europe, saying that after a cold winter, Europeans have not pumped sufficient volumes of gas into storage facilities. He said it was very important to suggest a long-term mechanism to stabilize the energy market. He stressed that uh, Gazprom, Russia's gas giant, was applying gas to Europe at maximum levels under existing contracts and was ready to provide more if requested. We will increase by as much as our partners ask us. There is no refusal, none, he said. But, you know, I think it's a, a bit of a, um, a ploy at the moment to, to try and put another pipe in because they're looking to put another pipe in, another pipeline, which, mm -hmm. of course, is going to be beneficial to them. So I think this is all aimed at getting that pipeline in so that we end up saving um, a lot of energy crisis here and in Europe. So I think that's the tactic here. And, you know, he's claiming that it's not, but I think it is personally. Um, so that's that's the biggest news right here. And we've got, you know, police all, all, all over the news since we had that murder of Sarah Everard and um, mm -hmm. how he abducted her and abused her and killed her. Um, so, you know, many female police officers are coming forward now within the the, uh, the um, forces and they're given their account of the misogyny that goes on behind doors with, you know, uh, the men thinking they're better police officers than the women. Uh, they're like making little advances towards them and claiming it's nothing. Even some of the bosses there are, are laughing it off. So that's become a serious uh, highlight at the moment um, in the UK news here. And I think, you know, this is going to be under the spotlight for a little while because there's all sorts of things coming forward with women's safety yeah. and the police not being trusted now with all these yeah. accounts that are going on, you know. Yeah. So what is, what is happening in the UK? That is just like, whoa, wait. Whoa, yeah, really? it is crazy. Even politicians, we've got politicians that have been uh, hurling abuse at uh, various people. Um, MP uh, Claudia Webb made a string of phone calls in which she threatened to use acid and share naked photos uh, of a woman, all because she was jealous of that woman's relationship with somebody. So, um, yeah, <laughs> what is going on? What is going on? This is yeah. getting ridiculous. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, by the way, anybody wants to join us uh, by dialing into the show, you can do so. We have 10 open lines right now, and the number to do so is 515 uh, That'll connect you with the show, and stand by a couple minutes, and we'll get you right in. You can also email us at show at gmail.com, and, and just, uh, you know, send a note. Hey, I want to I join you guys. Make sure you have a headset and, uh, you know, a microphone and so forth and you can join the conversation over the internet. Our website is andyandamandershow.com. We have a bunch of other social media that you can report all that kind of stuff on. Uh, it's a matic infrared hot spot and shot TikTok and tattoos and all that shit. So um, <laughs> you can, whatever the platform is, I'm not obviously too familiar. Uh, you can join the show. We welcome the award. Again, 515-605-9888 gets you on the show. Hey, folks, you know what? We haven't played this game in a while. I think it's time we play. 
So uh, let's see. We, uh, we're going to play a little game here. We're going to see what's going on with what, what the people are saying. And uh, it's that time again. We've done it well, so let's 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 load it up here. And now it's time to play what the people say here on the yeah. Andy and Amanda Show. I hear this a lot. There's a lot of anxiety and fear of the prospect of Donald Trump becoming president again in 2024. And I'll admit. If he was to become president again, it would be disastrous and the end of our democracy. But I've got some good news. I understand this is my opinion, but I'm basing it on facts we know to be true. We know that Donald Trump's company was indicted. Now that is the death knell for any company. His CFO was indicted. We know that Donald Trump had his hands in everything that happened in the Trump Organization. He is likely to be indicted. Now, down in Georgia, he tried to overturn the election. There's video evidence, there's audio evidence, and there's documented evidence. He's likely to get an indictment there, too. And what about the insurrection? We have video evidence that he incited the riot. But he's probably tied in far deeper than that. And the House Select Committee, as they start interviewing and questioning people, a lot more is going to come out. So this guy is going to be so tied up in legal battles that he isn't going to have time to shit. And he's wearing a diaper, let alone run for president again. Now, a lot of people think the Republicans will gladly welcome him as candidate. I disagree. Donald Trump is and will be an even bigger liability to the Republican Party. All this information comes out not going to make him look good. Some of the people in the middle will say, fuck that, I'm not going that way. They are not going to make him a candidate. Because come 2022, after all this stuff has been exposed, the Republicans are going to finally realize, oh, this is a problem because we lost a lot of seats. So after 2022, they're going to have to figure out a way to remake the Republican Party. Because they ran it down the shitter with Donald Trump. They're going to have to make a big recovery. So they're going to have to come up with a new, better, maybe younger candidate to even be in the running for the 2024 election. Lastly, Donald Trump's health. Three years from now, Donald Trump will be 78 years old. He's got some cognitive issues, clearly. And he'll have some physical issues, too. I mean, the guy eats McDonald's every day. He's overweight. He does whatever he wants to do. If he's still healthy enough to run in 2024, I will be surprised. So Donald Trump is not going to be president again. Put it this way. We got 99 problems in this country. Trump being president again ain't one. Can you imagine if we didn't get hit by this, this freak, this total freak? So Belgium is a beautiful city. And let me stop you right there. It's a country, you moron. <laughs> Damn. Trump is stupid. Here's what Donald Trump said yesterday about Haitians seeking asylum in the U.S. Tremendous problem with AIDS. Many of those people will probably have AIDS, and they're coming into our country, and we don't do anything about it. We let everybody come in. Sean, it's like a death wish. A death wish. It's a funny way of saying you're racist and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The same guy that allowed 500,000 Americans to die from COVID due to negligence will just go away. Hmm. 
like a death wish. Not even gonna give him shit over his limited ability to speak. It's too easy. I'll admit he's really good at scaring people with racism. I'm good at calling out bullshit. Haiti has a population of 11,577,863 people. 150k have HIV AIDS. 1.3%. About the same as Russia, but he wouldn't say that. Means 98.7% of Haitians don't have AIDS. Like I said, easy. Trump supporters, how low will you go? I'll tell you the funniest is that I'll go backstage before a show. Yes. And everyone's getting dressed and ready and everything else. And, you know, no men are anywhere. And I'm allowed to go in because I'm the owner of the pageant and therefore I'm inspecting it. You know, I'm inspecting right, and I right. want to make sure that like everything is good. You're there. You have to dress is everyone okay? You know, they stand there with no clothes. Is everybody okay? And you see these incredible looking women. And so I sort of get away with things like that. So in response to me saying the economy is better under Democrats than Republicans, this guy says, the economy is better, you are nuts. Uh, no, I'm not, I I'm not, sir. You see, every study that has ever been done on this has all said that. Yes, every, every one. You won't find one that says otherwise. GDP growth is nearly 2% higher under Democrats than Republicans. The average Democratic president creates 1.6 million jobs than the average Republican president. On average, unemployment is like 1.7% lower under Democrats than Republicans. Now, I don't care if it's Democrats or Republicans that have a better economy, really. But I was asked if the oil and gas industry does better under Democrats or Republicans. And I do care about the oil and gas industry, and the oil and gas industry does well when the economy does well. And that occurs when Democrats are in office. That means they can do anything they want, and now we're going to get money because we want the money. The best is yet to come. You moron. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the Andy and Amanda show. I was uh, giggling a little, little places in my side. Yes, yes. On that. <laughs> you moron. That, right? I'm like, oh my god. <sighs> hey, Amanda, hey, check this yeah. out. Yeah, this is out in in the um, city of Philadelphia, where I actually where I was born and raised, and everything, right? It's yeah. this area called Germantown um, in Philadelphia, and they have a rat problem going on right now that they can't stop, and the rats are running all toward in the streets and everything, and they can't even. No way. Them. Yes, where, big rats. Where's the Pied Piper? He's got to be around somewhere, right? I think they, I think the rats ate him because they got, uh, they learned it like that song. So they was like, they, they these, uh, I mean, these urban rats. So you know, they like hip hop. So <laughs> it, yeah, it, just seeing right? that. Yeah, right. So they kind of hear that shit. <laughs> is this, is this I got this whole pretty... picture forming in my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that is, is so this, funny. Is this Mike any better? It oh, sounds yeah. awesome, dude. It sounds great. Oh, Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. I'm Good to my ears, Andy. I'm just playing with a bunch of microphones back here, having fun while you guys are, you know, living up, partying, you know. Anyway, listen. No. And now um, we're thinking you were in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, listen. We're probably not far <laughs> off. You know, uh, I um, I wanted to do when I was listening to that. You know, when I was making coffee when that was playing, and um, and I heard the guy say about Trump's cognitive issues of it, and I should have put in. I, right after he said that, I should have spliced in person, woman, man, camera, TV. Remember that? <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, that, that's exactly how he said it, isn't it? That's exact spacing. He said person, <clears throat> person, woman, man, camera, 
TV. Not a less little space. That's exactly how he did it. That was his cognitive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just ace that, yeah. But uh yeah, so that's going on. And also, um uh what was what was that? What was oh oh you know, we we've talked about this. You know, guys, I used to be a pilot, that was my career, and that's what I went to school for and all that, and you get a gig and it's a fun job. You know, not not, not necessarily mentally stimulating for a whole career, which was my issue with it, but but a, nonetheless a fun job. But anyway, um I don't know if you guys have Seen the headlines or read the news that Southwest had to can- Southwest Airlines had to cancel over two thousand flights because pilots yeah. walking off the job because they're mandated to get vaccines and they don't want to. Not only Southwest, but this is going to start spreading to other airlines and other professions. So yeah. um, here is a very interesting. You know, uh, I'm like, you know, when you go to school, you have to get, you know, uh, inoculated for smallpox. Measles, mumps, whooping cough, uh, meningitis, other things. Nobody complains. Oh, it's my gets my freedom. My freedom. You, yeah. you can't make me, you, you you can't make me get a tetanus shot. That's my freedom. It's my right to choose. I can yeah. die. Yes. That's my right yes. if I want to die. Uh, hello. Anyway, uh, but not only are we talking <laughs> as we know with the, with the uh, COVID vaccine, are we talking about protecting your own health, but also the health of others and your family and your loved ones and people you might run into wherever you know. So it's much more you know as opposed to some of these other vaccines. Well, measles is 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 much more contagious, ten times the contagious rate of COVID, and we have no complaints about getting injected and inoculated about measles. Why don't you not get? Why don't you not do that and get measles and spread that to people? Why, why not? That's your right, right? Anyway, so here's a pilot. Uh, he's not identifying himself as a Southwest pilot, but I know that he is. So uh, take a listen to this. Okay. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years, and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Oh, my goodness, an ultimatum. That is terrible. What are they going to do? Take your house, your land, your children? I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated. Wait, I thought you said an ultimatum. That sounds like a choice to me. Which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Let me see if I got this right. Take a shot. Keep feeding your children, keep your job, save other people's lives, including your own and your kids and your wife, or you cannot take the shot, lose your job, put your kids' lives in danger, have trouble feeding them. Oh, wait, Burger King's hiring up to $14 an hour, I hear. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. No, for 257 years, we colonized this country, we killed the indigenous people, we stole their land and their children, and we continue to do so till this very day. We enslaved an entire people after we drug them out of their homeland to this country. Hmm. Oh, and we continue to beat them and kill them in the streets today. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. It seems you keep having trouble with being right. We go to other countries to colonize those countries and instill our beliefs in our religion and our government onto other cultures that don't want it. But, hey, to each his own, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you really mm-hmm. put the perspective there, the way you uh, worded that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, and it, I on. come back to this all the time with people as well, you know, with choice. People say, oh, I have no choice. Everybody always has a choice. It means that it's not a choice you're happy to make or normally willing to make, but it's still a choice. Yep. Yeah, it's all a choice. But this is, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is a devastating, a devastating virus that's that's killed many and ruined many of of families by losing their loved ones and friends and just you know for the whole world not just you know in the in the western civilization but but around the world it's been absolutely devastating to this planet and and there's a fix for it we can fix it we can make it go away just about entirely 
and why one would say, you know, it's not a matter of, you know, if there are some underlying medical con- conditions that are that are dictated by a physician, definitely saying you should not do this vaccine. Okay, I, you know, whatever, I put that aside, and although I, I'd question some of that as well. But anyway, um, just because of how the, the, the biology of the vaccine and how it works, uh, you know, some physicians might, believe it or not, some physicians might not know how it works. They might think it's like a, you know, a flu vaccine or something else where they actually inject some of the, uh, you know, dead uh, uh, virus into your uh, system to build up a, an antibody network. Uh, that's not how this works. We're not going to go into that now because we've done so, yeah. so in detail in the past. I don't like doing it now. But anyway, um, yeah. So some believe you know some physicians might not know that I'm a, I'm a, I don't know that for a fact, but it's possible, and that's why they might say um, to their patients that you shouldn't you know take this uh, get this injection. You know again I don't know that mm-hmm. as a fact, but it, it's possible. But but yeah. but the thing is that that it seems to me you know just my this is just my humble perspective that most of yeah. the anti-vaxxers are anti-vaxxers not because of they're afraid or worried about the biological uh, consequences of being vaccinated, of which there are most none, um, but rather a a, cho- a choice to do so as a result of their freedom being infringed upon. And and that's mm-hmm. what that's what scares me uh, in terms of, of who we are, you know, who we are as, as a people, who we are uh, as a united world, as a planet, that was uh, so adversely affected by this thing that we can all group together as one and and make it you know almost disappear and and, and exactly. the choice not to just because of freedom because of freedom being infringed upon you've got to be kidding me you've absolutely <laughs> got to be kidding me you know? hey, hey Andy you know what it's so crazy that uh, people are leaving their jobs because of this. They're like, yo, I don't want to yes. get vaccinated. And where, yes. where, how, how are you going? My thing is this: How are you going to be able to support your family yeah. if you leaving a job yeah. that you've been in for twenty years? You was making great money. Nurses, you got firemen, you got police, you got doctors, you got everybody leaving just because they don't want to text take the vaccination. I took the vaccination. There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> yep. You know, we, we're all, you know, everybody, yeah. you know, I know uh, one person who's a very dear long-term friend of mine um, who's cho- chose not to get vaccinated. As a matter of fact, another friend who I know from this person was an anti-vaxxer. I, I shouldn't say anti-vaxxer, you know, not like this, like, I'm not my freedom. She never just, never seemed like that. Just said, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Hey, and, Andy, you know, I think you just created a shirt for the people that don't want to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Anti-vaxxer. But she chose not to get vaccinated and ended up getting uh, severe, severely affected by um, uh, COVID and survived and, right. and changed her tune, changed her tune. Um, and everybody um, who we know, I think, unless you, know, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but everybody associated with our show has been vaccinated. Uh, my whole family yeah. has been vaccinated. All my friends, except this one, has have been vaccinated. Um, I'm fine. Oh, and, and I read this morning, by the way, I didn't put this out here too, that if you uh, have been inoculated um, via the Pfizer vaccine um, mm-hmm. more than six months ago, go ahead and get a booster. You can call your local drugstore, pharmacist, doctor, bam, doesn't cost anything. Go ahead and go in there and get this little boom, this booster shot, and you're good to go. Uh, for those of you who have um, done the Modelo, then you are um, <laughs> not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, Modelo. Um, uh, 
I'm definitely waiting because I took that one. <laughs> Me and Amanda, we waiting, right? Yeah. <laughs> the air, um... uh, all right. All right. Tell me, please. Moderna? Thank you. Moderna. 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 I say Moderna. Oh, my God. Moderna. Moderna, yeah. I got the I got the Moderna, Mod, not Modelo. I keep doing that. I got Modelo on the brain. Um, That's a good Moderna. Thing. Uh, <laughs> the um, we uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm a Moderna dude. Um, so, uh, are not yet approved for a booster. And here's the deal with the Moderna. Oh no! What we gonna do? We gonna here, give me here's the deal with that. You normally no, get a hundred milligrams. Excuse me, not a hundred milligrams. A hundred micrograms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You sound, you're doing a Nirvana. <laughs> Whoa! What the hell is that? What the hell is that? Um, you, know, you get a, um, a hundred micrograms of mRNA in each of the two vaccines, and mm. it is very, very long-lasting. There's no evidence right now that you need a booster, although they are saying if those little watchdog. Uh, that, that sit external to your cells or looking for this invasion, don't see it after months and months and months and months. They kind of say, I guess they don't need me anymore. And they go away or they weaken, um, which would lower your um, susceptibility rate from a 95% to maybe 85 or 90 or something like that over months where the Pfizer vaccine takes you down after six months from 90% to 80%. And if you get that right. booster, bam, you're right back up there again. Uh, with yeah. the uh, Moderna, um, they are saying you might not need, although if you've already received a booster, you said, hey, you know, it's been six months or whatever, I'm going to go ahead and call CVS or whatever and just go ahead and get another vaccine. And when you do that, they don't even ask. Yeah. They say, okay, you're the card, they've done the third shot and you're, you're, you're out of there. Um, they don't say, is this a booster? You know, they, don't, they don't do that. You just say, hey, I want my vaccine, you go and get it. Um, but yeah. anyway, and that can't hurt you. So, if, so if you've been, if you received a Moderna a, a booster, which will be the equivalent of a, the original first two shots, it ain't gonna hurt you. It ain't gonna hurt you. But what they're saying now is that maybe that Moderna booster, when the approval comes from the FDA, should be fifty tons. I mean, fifty. Uh, 50. <laughs> oh my God, this sounds like a whale. <laughs> Should be 50. What did I have to drink this morning? Let me think. A couple of uh, uh, we, we, You know what? We're talking about vaccination. I hope people are like, hold it. That's what it does to you? <laughs> it feels You're like right. you are not taking it, right? I'm just, think, I'm just going ahead of myself here. The, it's it's 50, 50 micrograms. And um, some and the, some of the re, people who've gotten the, or received a booster have said their arm felt like tons of what I'm saying is their arm felt like a lead weight. Like, oh, my God, I can't lift my arm. You know, whoa. And that lasts for a day yeah. or so if you get that side effect. I didn't get any side effects. But the yeah, yeah. 50, tons, 50 tons of Modelo, that's what I want. Hell yeah. <laughs> back it on up. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Right here. Come on. Right here. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. So, uh, Cornell. Yes. How's your how's the how's the wife doing, man? Oh, she's doing awesome, man. She she's riding around and just you know I'm I'm home. I mean I'm in my studio right now, just mm-hmm. you know re- 
on the Andy and Amanda show. Hey, did did you um hear what I um talked talked um to Amanda about previous previously? Let me think. <laughs> about the Germantown rats that's taken over Germantown in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Is that a rock and roll band? No, it's, like it's real rats. They, rock they have a, 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 huh? Yeah, they have yeah, rats. <laughs> they have a bad <laughs> problem Think in it's Philadelphia. Going Monday, 9 a.m., the Termintown rats. Woo! So, Germantown rats, yeah. Yeah, they have a problem. They can't control the rats in Germantown. Philadelphia, oh. Pennsylvania. German oh. time rats. Do they have an accent by any chance? Uh, they might have. You know, the actually, I've seen them dancing, dancing down the street. Mm. <laughs> mm. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, uh, Amanda. Oh, hilarious. Yes, darling. Do you like to dance? I do. I really oh. do. Mm. <laughs> Be nice. Mm. Am I any good? I like my hips like to be held, and I like to like you know, so I can still move back and forth, and you know, work it like twerk it. Oh, that's my baby right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about working it and twerking it, you know, and I'm not sure how oh, good I, love, I am I at it, it, but you know, or TikToking it. <laughs> TikToking it, yeah. <laughs> Isn't she romantic? You are very sexy. You have a very sexy voice, Amanda. You're very sexy. Oh, well, I, I, I. I Thank you. You do. Uh, you do. <laughs> I can just be here on, on 8,000 miles away. We've never met, folks. We've never met. 8,000 miles away and just listen to your voice all day long. You know, it's very... Oh, that's You so could just read me a poem and I'd, I'd sit in my outdoor lounge or my hammock and you could sit there and feed me grapes and read me poetry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds like oh, something... And, and fan you at the same time, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like something um, Caesar would do. Exactly, yeah. I can just see it now. The hair all up in curls. Yeah. You know, the flowing mm. gown. And he had the crown and everything. And soon as she don't feed him, he'll, he'll feed it to the lions. No. Yes. <laughs> feed me my grapes, woman, or you shall go to the lions. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, I mean, Mr. Kimball. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Trump, you know, Trump, a guy was talking about Trump before. He was known for that. He was. And okay. the fact that I have more than, I will have by the end, uh-huh. more than 300. First term. Think of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> he, he, sure, he, he, he? He get busy. He be getting busy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like oh, that. He be getting uh, busy. He be getting busy. busy. <laughs> he be getting busy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that White House be rocking um, and rolling. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That guy, that dude, I don't know. Unreal. What am going to do with him? Hey, um, i got to say this. Okay. I'm bracing myself. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Wait a minute. i got to say something. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I got it. I got it. I was down oh, because there's a news story I want to talk about real quick, and it reminded me of something I actually witnessed myself. And okay. Yep. Southern California shoreline, around the coast, mm-hmm. which is not far from where I live and, and not far from our coast to coast. Amandy, 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 <gasps> what's wrong with me today? Andy and, a, Amandy and Andy show, um, no. Andy and, <laughs> Andy, our show, studio. You <laughs> might as well say Mark and Mandy. Mark and Mandy studios, um, you would see about 55 right now, about 55 big freighters. 
from 700 to over 1,000 feet, anchored off the shore wow. from Long Beach up to L.A., even south of Long Beach. Anchored wow. as far as you can see, anchored. Uh, because during COVID, the Pacific Rim manufacturers who manufacture computer chips and, and other accessories and clothing and, you know, goods, consumer goods of all, of all you know, textiles and, and technology and, uh, and even automobiles, um, and so forth. You get the idea. Uh, loading with yeah. uh, huge train boxcars of, of, of freight and goods. Um, and they come into the port, um, from the Pacific Rim, they come into Long Beach or, L- or Los Angeles. They offload into trucks mm-hmm. and make their way across the country. Um, and yeah. during COVID, these manufacturing plants weren't doing anything, obviously. No one's buying anything. Manufacturers didn't, their employees weren't coming to work. Everything came to a halt, as we all know, just about anyway. Um, and suddenly yeah. when, when restrictions lifted and masks and vaccines and so forth, okay, we got it. We got to got to get back to, to some type of civilization here and get things rolling. Well, they did. They all loaded up their big uh, freighters at, you know, almost at once in, in terms of the, the macro scale of things and sent them yeah. across the ocean, which takes about seven or eight days. And right. there's only room for one or two freighters to come into port to offload with these big cranes at a time. And you've got at one time 78 ships out there. So that put a standstill to the uh, to a large part of the economy in the United States because as you drive around to car dealer lots, there's no cars. Car manufacturers aren't getting the chips they need for the technology aspects of production, computer mm-hmm. companies and so forth. Nothing shipping over here. Uh, well, yeah, they are, things are shipping here. They're not being, they can't get offloaded. They're, you know, if you, if you want to swim out to a tanker and find what you bought, go ahead. Yeah. yeah anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but so it's, it's just unbelievable. And what's happening, um, there's a global supply chain crisis now, um, which again, which is another, another spinoff of the havoc that the coronavirus has placed amongst our society, our worldwide society, not just the, mm. the fact that injured and killed many people, but also the effect that this thing's having and it has had on yeah. our global economy. I mean, there are container vessels and trucking companies that move goods around the world that are now horribly congested due to a rapid rebound in demand for goods. And consequently, right. as we know, we've talked about the stock market a lot on the show, especially our Friday shows. Um, the the stock prices, the investment value of a lot of these companies that are manufacturing has really been doing pretty well, up and down, but on a steady climb upward. They're manufacturing, they're producing things, companies are ordering from them, but we can't take delivery of those goods. Right. So there's been a huge disruption in global supply chain, and it's getting worse, you know, ahead of the holidays at all times. You know, we're we're talking about sparing shortages of some some products and delays and higher prices for consumers because we, you know, economics 101, you know, you you, you increase demand, you reduce supply, what happens to the prices? That's true, Andy. Because my my mother-in-law, she's living on Savannah, Georgia, and they said it's like they can't get no chicken wings or something like that. Well, chicken wings. I yep. I would no be, I I protest. Do you, there's a video. Speaking of chicken wings, there's a video of a bunch of uh, you know I'm 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 an atheist Jew, being Jewish, so so I'm not being derogatory here. But there's a a video out there. Makes of three a of them. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cornell is too. I, I'm sorry, Cornell. I know. Excuse me for that. Yeah, Cornell. Cornell and I are both Jewish. Um, so I'm not speaking. And Amanda. Well, I, I, I'm too honest. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> Go. 
Is that your Jewish? Is that your Jewish? Anyway, um, I got to tell you a funny a story about this. I, I got to tell you, I'll get back to that in a second. But anyway, um, so um, there's a YouTube video, or it's a TikTok, I forget. You probably find it on YouTube, of a bunch of elderly Jews outside of New York Delhi with, like, people, you know, protest. You know, we've seen Black Lives Matter and anti-police and this and that and the insurrection protests and all this stuff. There's a whole bunch of elderly Jews, must be 80, 100 years old, holding big signs outside mm-hmm. of New York Delhi protesting the cost of a pastrami. We went lower wow. pastrami prices. We went lower pastrami. That was just so funny. Mm. Oh, my God. I, I would have oh. sat right there. I would have done a live interview on the Andy Demandier show of some of these guys. You know, we're right there with you. Man. We need. <laughs> but also, you know, I should also tell them that you can probably try vegan alternatives. You know, do you ever try yeah, vegan alternatives? Do you know the, do you know the, the taste of, of vegan Meats like the Beyond Impossible Burgers and Beyond Sausages. And when you, when you see that word ahead of a meat product, it means it's, it's vegan. You know, Beyond This, Impossible yeah. That. Burger King has the Impossible Burger now. It's vegan. Um, I've been barbecuing some vegan meats. I got to mm-hmm. It is every, in honesty, every bit as good as any, you know, gourmet burger or whatever you might want to call it I've ever had. I mean, they've really, yeah. they're really, you know, I don't know if it's soy-based or tofu-based or... I think it's soy-based. I really do. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. But good, you know, vegan alternatives. We should do it. We should do it. Remind me, guys. Let's do a show on vegan alternatives. Like, we should do a show on... Yes. That would be great, man. Healthy. And guess what, guys? We could, we, could, we could put the... um When Andy or Amanda, you know... When you cook it, we could put it on um, the Andy and Amanda show TikTok and show you how to cook vegan. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. that'd be cool. Um, are you guys it. ready for behind the scenes? Just, just yes, yes, yes. I'm real quick. Sorry, yes, yeah. I, I want to get to behind the scenes, but I just want to say real quick, just in summary of my, of my, you know, you know, concern about shortages and what might happen to our economies ahead of the holiday here and people's. Uh, just want to say that President Biden is now delivering himself. He's going to delivery business, uh, Amazon oh. Prime. He's Wait, delivering himself. That's that what it says. The post. <laughs> President Biden is delivering. <laughs> Ooh, look out, people. You may get a free bite of donut. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's doing a little right. Nas next. It's, it's President Biden. I, I thought I'm talking about the disruption in global supply and blah, 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 blah. And, I, and I'm looking at my next card because it says President Biden is delivering. I'm saying, what? But it continues to say President Biden is delivering remarks on his administration's oh. efforts to address global transportation bottlenecks. Not he's not delivering himself. Oh, I thought he, I thought he was Dang going to help it. the global supply chain by start delivering Amazon Prime or something. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, Andy, I'm wait, I'm waiting on mines right now. Hopefully, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Amanda. Yes, Adam. Let's let's uh, wait a minute. Let me see if I can get. Um, we're talking about behind the scenes of of a, one of my favorite shows growing up here. Yes, and uh, it, my crush um, is on this show too. It it, oh, really? it it you know it was amazing show, incredible in production. I can't follow the logic on that at all. <laughs> You'll see why. <laughs> that dude is wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
but yeah, we've been putting off the uh, our our special, you know, behind the scenes episodes here on the Andy Demanda Show um, of some famous, uh, well known, respected movies and television productions for quite some time. And um, yeah, I think we should um, I think we should get right into it here. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together hooky, the Adams family. Their house is a museum, when people come to see them, they really are a scream, the Adams family. Neat. Sweet. Petite. So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on. We're gonna pay a call on the Adams family. Take it uh, away. I oh, wait, love before it. Before you do, I want to I introduce a caller who's been on our show before. Welcome back, Lisa, from, I think, North Carolina, right? You got it. All hey, right. Lisa, hey, buddy, how you, how you doing? doing? You're just hey, in time to hear. All doing good, sweetheart. All doing good. Um, enjoying the show as usual. But it's great to have you back on, darling. Yeah, I've been listening. I figured let me call in for a few minutes. See what you oh, guys know. Bless you. Well, we were about to share um, the behind the scenes for the Adams Family show. Uh, did you? Was you a fan? Did you used to watch? Uh, yeah, not too much, but because it was around, you know, when I was younger. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like that's the, you know, uh, yeah, I think most people from that era watched it. I wasn't a big, big fan of it, but I did no. watch it. Okay, that's cool. Okay, well, if um, if everybody's ready, shall I shall I dig in? Yes. Yeah, please. please. All right. Okay, okay. So, <clears throat> bit of a background. So, in the fall of 1964, ABC debuted a series that introduced viewers to characters that were creepy and kooky, mysterious and spooky, and together ooky, but they were also funny, oddly charming, and very likable, right? The series was The Addams Family, a television show based on Charles Addams' cartoons. Uh, to the normal characters who came in contact with the clan, The Addams Family might have seemed extremely strange or scary, but the inhabitants of the mansion at 0001 Cemetery Lane saw themselves as very close, loving family with very normal interests, well, normal to them, right? The television series was not as dark as the comic strip, which is interesting, it was based upon, as the show would place emphasis more on the kooky and less on the spooky. Um, unfortunately, ABC cancelled the show after just two seasons, but its legacy is still being felt today, as we all know, with more than 50 years since it was first aired. The show has been mm. seen in syndication um, off and on since the original run ended in 1966, and both seasons can currently be streamed on Amazon Prime Video, which is very cool. So uh, let's get stuck into it, shall we? So the Adams Family characters were actually nameless in the original cartoons. So it was the cover of Charles Adams' 1954 collection, Home Bodies, featuring the Adams brood posed before their haunted mansion that captured the attention of David Levi, the former vice president of television programming at NBC, who had begun to produce the show independently. Levi had been faithful to the cartoonist's distinctive sense of humor. Adams eventually agreed to Levi's idea, but the cartoonist had little role in the direction where the series would go, except for one thing. Other than Cousin It, 
who was just called It. None of the characters in Adam's cartoons had names. So he was hmm. asked to name them for the television series. The one character he didn't name was that of the daughter. It was up to a novelty company, Aboriginals Limited, who were manufacturing Titan Adams dolls to coincide with the launch of the show to come up with Wednesday uh, for the little girl. Based on the poem, Monday's Child, John Astin was given the choice of two names for his character. He's the, the guy who played Gomez. And he selected Gomez over Rapelli. Much mm. to the disappointment of Charles Adams, who preferred the latter, the son's name, meanwhile, was originally going to be Pubert, but it was changed to Pugsley because Pubert sounded too sexual or dirty. Uh, the name Pubert was later used for the Adams family's um, third child, who was made debut in 1993's Adams Family Values. Yeah, I remember that, that baby Pubert. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. um, John Astin, so we just covered him, the guy who played Gomez, nearly played the butler. After appearing in a film called The Wheeler Dealers, produced by Filmways, um, John Astin negotiated a contract with the company when he met with the assistant to the head of Filmways. Astin was told about three projects. The film's Americanization of Emily and The Loved One, and a television project involving Charles Adams' cartoons. He could only be on one of the projects, and although he wanted to do the Americanization of Emily, James Coburn ended up playing the key role. The television project was the one likely to be produced first. When he first met with the show's executives about possibly being the cast for Adam's Family Television Show, he was offered the part of the butler, who was originally the main character. The actor had doubts about his ability to play the role, which he expressed to the executive producer, David Levi, at a follow-up meeting. Levi agreed that he shouldn't play the butler, then offered him the part of the husband instead. When Aston accepted, the focus of the series was changed. In 2012, Aston told a reporter for the Baltimore Sun that Levi had described the show to him as a father knows best with other people. That's pretty interesting. So uh, Caroline Jones, uh, who played Morticia, was Charles Adams' personal choice yeah. to play Morticia. Yeah, she mm -hmm. was, she was mm -hmm. fine. That was my baby right there. <laughs> That's my crush right there. Keep talking, man. I, I, I heard it took yeah. her two hours just to do them every episode. Two hours just to make her up for that role. Two hours. Wow, really. that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what Justin was cast as Gomez. The hunt was on for the actor to play Morticia. The producers pursued Barbara Steele for the part, but Steele, who was living in Rome at the time, wasn't interested in returning to the United States to do a television series. Creator D David Levi wasn't happy with any of the actors that had tested. It was her estranged husband, Alan Spelling, the couple were in the midst of a divorce at the time, by the way, uh, who alerted her that the producers were looking for a Caroline Jones type Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Bachelor Party in 1957, but was frustrated that she hadn't really been able to move into leading roles. But then, Spelling told her the series was going to be based on the cartoons of Charles Adams. Joan was already a fan of Adams' work. Uh, he appealed to her snob instincts she said later, and had even met him on film set one time, a meeting that didn't go smoothly as her poodle, Contessa, bit him. <laughs> uh, still, Adams was eager for Jones to accept the role after she agreed to do the series. And uh, the cartoonist sent her the telegram that read, I know you will make a darling Morticia, but please leave Contessa at home. <laughs> uh, the two oh. would quickly become close friends, and Caroline believed that her large, organized 
which she had once hated, were the reason she got the part. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, what do you boys think? Mm. Do you think her eyes won her over? Or I, was it her early yeah, speaker? I, 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 you know, she was, you know, the, 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 the <laughs> hair that she wore? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the hair? Oh, you think it was, was the hair? Okay, okay. No, I, thought, I, thought, I think it was the dress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, John Aspin no. and Caroline Joe. Yes. What, 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 darling? Yeah. You were mm-hmm. going to say something? Oh, okay. <laughs> John Aston and Caroline Jones were attracted to each other. So John Aston has admitted that he and Caroline Jones were immediately attracted to each other. They kept it strictly professional. They used their personal chemistry to give Gomez and Morticia a grand romance as an antidote to the virtually sexless parents then common on television shows. In an interview for the Television Academy Foundation, Aston said that while he and Jones have different comedic styles, those styles blended very well. There's a playful sexuality between Gomez and Morticia, the kind you wish your parents would have exhibited, said Andrew Lipper, the Tony Award-nominated composer and lyricist, Broadway show of Adam's Family. Here I am watching reruns after school every day mm. of a beautiful couple who lets you know it's okay to touch. We used to do joke promos for the show where I'd say, my wife and I are best-adjusted couple on television. Aston told the Baltimore Sun in 2012. I think we influenced the tone of the 60s with that kind of freedom and warmth. You know, peace and love. But the fact that Gomez and Morticia got obviously excited about one another was something the studio got letters on, which was kind of stupid. Um, (laughs) 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 um, In James Pryant's biography of Jones, her stepdaughter, Deborah Green, was quoted stating that Jones had complained about Aston always trying to upstage her and hog the camera, but people Mm. Pryant interview had worked with Aston and Gomez on the Adams Family, denied ever having seen any tension between the actors. So, uh, okay, on to the next. Caroline Jones' Morticia costume costume, <laughs> costume, costume <laughs> took about 20 minutes to get off. So you're right, darling. Mm. It took a long time mm. for this process. Mm. Uh, Caroline Jones and costume designer Nolan Miller wanted a unique costume for Morticia that was both comical and sexy. Miller said that Morticia's outfit was the most difficult one he ever had to design. The dress was very tight, especially around the feet, but had Velcro up the back, allowing the dress to be open so that Jones could walk around when she wasn't on camera. Reportedly, there were 30 identical dresses made. Um, in a backstage interview, Jones said that between her wig, which was made of real human hair, makeup and costume, it took her about two hours to get out of everything. The dress alone took around 20 minutes. Holy moly. I think mm, I'd give up mm, after five. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Be like, that, mm. that, 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 that shit's staying on. <laughs> mm. um, Ken Weathermax and Lisa Loring were not allowed on set when there were scenes involving the, the family's pet lion. So Ken and mm. Lisa, by the way, are Pugsley and Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Wednesday's hot. Have you cat. seen her? Do you see, do you see yeah. Wednesday, what Wednesday looks like? You yeah. look her up. She is hot. Okay. <laughs> very, very hot. She's got nice okay. American, uh, um, nice American, uh, uh, uh <laughs> Uh, form? Yeah, yeah, form. Yeah, form. Yeah, then Kitty Cat, the Adams' pet, in reality, said to be a retired circus lion, although there was a trainer named Steve Martin on set, not the actor, I don't believe. Uh, the people running the show were very careful and tried to keep the set as safe as possible in any scenes involving the lion. In fact, the actors playing Wednesday and Pugsley were not allowed on set when they were shooting scenes with the lion to minimize the danger to the cast. They filmed the scene of the lion coming down the stairs just once, then they reused the footage when needed. 
Oh, that's pretty mm. cool. Okay. Mm. Uh, Lurch wasn't meant to speak until Ted Cassidy right. ad-libbed. You rang in his edition. So originally... You the rang, of the right. Book, you, you rang. Yeah. You, that was all ad-libbed. That was not in a script. He yeah, just that on his own. that's yeah, right. It was a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Originally, the character was not meant to speak or only grunt or grunt, uh, groan or grunt. <laughs> but when Ted Cassidy uplifted the line, I'm getting so tongue-tied. In his edition, in the scene where the family rang the servant bell, it went over so well that Lurch was rewritten to speak on occasion. Cassidy's character became so popular that the writers eventually came up with episodes that centered around the character, such as when Lurch's mother comes to visit. Hey, Amanda, you know Lurch... Lurch, um, every time I wake up in the morning, I look just like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for a second, my darling. That's why I don't say his name five times in America. <laughs> oh, that sounds, that sounds like some cool shit. <laughs> uh, Lisa Loring learned to memorize lines before she could read. So um, Lisa Lauren was just five years old with limited acting experience when she cast in the role of Wednesday Adams. She learned later that she was chosen in large part because she looked like Carolyn Jones, who was to play her character's mother, Morticia. She was so young that she learned to memorize her lines before she could read. According to Lauren, at her audition, the executive producer, David Levi, read her lines to her and after the second time through, she was able to repeat them back to him. She later did a screen test, and Levi and John Aston chose her for the part. As of October 2019, Lauren is one of the three surviving cast members of the Adams Family television series. The others are John Aston and Felix Silla, who played Cousin It. Um, mm. And since she wasn't allowed to smile, as Wednesday, Caroline Jones would make her a laugh in between takes. So Wednesday's Adams mm. name is a reference to the nursery rhyme Monday Child, as I covered which contains the line, Wednesday's child is full of woe uh, because of her character was supposed to be remorse, uh, sorry, oh. not remorse, morose. And adult Lisa Young explained in an interview that she was never allowed to smile while on camera, which she admitted was very strange for a young child, but in between scenes, Jones would do something to make Loring laugh. Um, she also doesn't remember anyone teaching her the steps for the infamous dance scene. So in season two, um, episode where Lurch's grand romance, Wednesday attempts to teach Lurch how to dance so he can impress a woman he is interested in. She tells Lurch that he needs to learn to dance so that his date won't think that he's square. In recent years, a clip of this scene that is up on YouTube has gotten more than 2 million views. In an interview mm. she did at a 2018 Silicon Valley Comic Con, Lauren said that she didn't really dance like that as a kid, but couldn't remember if a choreographer or someone else had taught her the steps. Um, she also mm. doesn't remember... Oh, no, 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 I copied that twice. Ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> wrong information. So um, the next one is Ken Weatherwax was allergic to the clothes uh, the costume designers made for him. So Lil O. Pugsley who played the quiet one on the Adams yeah. Family, came from a show business family. He was the nephew of a 30s film star, Ruby Keeler, as well as the man who worked as Lassie's trainer. Oh, prior to uh. being cast... Yeah, prior to being cast on the Adams Family, he had become a familiar face on television due to a series of commercials for Gleam of Toothpaste. His health issues caused some issues on the set. He was allergic to a multitude of things, including 100% wool clothes the costume designers made. So his mother bought the clothes he wore on the show. Oh, bless her. Uh. Um, Lurch, 
hey, this might help you feel better, uh, Cornell. Lurch got fan mail from teenage girls. Really? <laughs> 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 so, oh, yeah, yeah, apparently so. Um, it says, Lurch may have been a man of few words, but that didn't keep him from being a hip with the ladies. Ted wow, Cassidy got so he a had lot the of fan Huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> they obviously they obviously like the dark and mysterious type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pockets of Gomez's suits were lined with asbestos. Oh my goodness! So mm. in the television series, Gomez Adams is often seen holding or smoking a lit cigar, which he then often put in his suit pocket in order to protect him from getting sprung. Um, sorry, singed. <laughs> Well, the other costumes have been rolled burned in them. The show's prop masters, I know, right, lined the suit pockets of asbestos. Although the character occasionally smoked in the original Charles Adams cartoons, he became a heavier smoker on the television series. That's probably because he was around, you know, Carolyn all the time. He's like, oh, all this sexual tension, I've got to release this this anxiety. (laughs) Aston was a cigar smoker in real life and thought it would be a good character quirk for Gomez. We never wanted Gomez to use a short cigar, Aston told Stephen Cox. It wasn't elegant. If we got to take two, three, four, and the cigar ash was getting too long, I would have to light up another cigar. He makes a fair point. Yeah, they would have been Um, like, uh, knock it off! Yes. We have just two more little bits of information to go. So, John Aston's son, or sons, would ask him Mm -hmm. to put on his eyes and scare them. So, in 1964 interview he did on American Bandstand, Aston said that when he came home one night, still wearing his stage makeup, which caused two of his sons, who were three and five at the time, to scream and run away. But when they saw him the next morning without his makeup on, they asked him to put on his eyes and scare them. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Bless them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the last bit of information is members of the cast said many of the quirky props were taken from the closed set when the show was cancelled. So one of the parts of the lyricist uh, Adam's Family theme song goes, yeah. the house is a museum where people come to see him. And in a way, uh-huh. that, that set that served as an interior of the Adams' home was a museum. The stage was furnished with a variety of uh-huh. unusual pieces, such uh-huh. as a harpsichord cord, Lurch loved to play, and a large stuffed brown bear, which was really uh-huh. a polar bear painted brown by the set designers. In the commentary uh-huh. included on the DVD of the television series, some of the cast members stated that when the news broke that the series wouldn't be renewed for a third series, many of the props were taken from the closed set. The whereabouts of those props reportedly remain unknown. One prop was mm. not taken was the wicker chair that Morticia was often shown sitting in. The producers yeah. gifted the chair to Caroline Jones, who kept it in her bedroom for the remainder of her life. She, they also gave her, her her hair. He gave her that was made of oh, really? hair. Yeah, they gave her that too. Yeah, That's so yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. bless. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Do you remember the big monster the stairs used to lift up, and there was a great big monster that would come out of the stairs occasionally, and they'd have guests oh, over. Yeah, you're talking monster. about thing. No, that, that was the no, hand. no, no. The, 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 that no, was a monster. Yeah. The, the, the stairs lifted up, and a big roaring monster would be lived under the main stairwell of their house. Yeah, so it was a big dinosaur lived on. I remember that, but anyway, that was my great grandmother. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey Andy, I knew you had stars in the family. You always try to hide stuff from us. 
Mm. You know, there's a lot of spin-offs. You know, those spin-offs and some of the actors of the Adam family got to do some of the voices in the animated spin-offs that happened. And you know, uh, and of course, you know, you've got the Pugsley Adams died at a heart attack at 59 years old. He's no longer with this. Uh, the girl who played Wednesday uh, came back. She became addicted to heroin in 1991. And uh, went to rehab and came out and got some small, small bit parts in 2011 or so, but is pretty much you don't really hear or see much of her anymore. And of course, uh, um, uh, at Mr. Gomez Adams, um, what's his name again? Ted Cruz? No, um, John Aston. John Aston. I'm sorry, I couldn't think. Yeah, <laughs> John Aston, uh, who lives in Baltimore now in his 90s, has. Um, uh, come back here and there to do some Adam's Family when they've done like the movie recreations and so forth. He'll he'll do a voice where he comes back and does an occasional acting part. But he's uh, so most you know most of them are you know every almost the whole. I think John. I think um, um, Wednesday is still with us. John Aston is still with us. Uncle Fester mm. died. Oh, oh, you know Jackie Cogan. Uncle Fester did. He's he was a he was a silent film star as a kid. I think he was part of the R gang and he he went way back into silent films. Interesting story about this guy. I want to talk about this for a second. Um, he um, made, at the time, in the 20s, you know, he made quite a bit of money in, in those days um, as yeah. a child actor. And um, his uh, stepfather, mother, um, squandered those funds away, and he would later sue them and won. And a yeah. California law came into effect called the Kogan Act, and for any parents out there or, or of, of would-be you know, kids who want to get into acting, um, as my oldest daughter was when before she was 18, you know, a minor, um, the, um, you know, something called the Kogan Act. And what that oh, means okay. is that you only, as a kid, as a minor, um, you have to go to a bank with appropriate paperwork from the production facility and your parents' signature and everything else. You go to a, a you know a major a, a bank and you open up what's called a Kogan account and they had a, or Kogan account I guess how you pronounce it um, and they don't uh, and those accounts don't you just can't go in and open up one you have to have the appropriate paperwork accompanying your role as a child actor under, as a minor um, and what it does is when you get paid from production uh, at the time uh, the minor only is eligible to receive ten percent of the fee until age eighteen. Really? So, yeah, so my daughter got some parts um, at 15 years old, 16 years old. And mm. uh, matter of fact, did some commercials with some NBA players, and I forget, did, a, did an award show. I forget what it was. Anyway, um, but so when she became 18, she played Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? No, I'm kidding. She. <laughs> no, but she got the she got that account. It was you know she went to a bank and said, "Hey, here's my birth certificate. I'm 18." And bam, the account was closed, and she got the money. So, but that's wow. how that works. And also talking about minor actors, as Wednesday and Pugsley and so many others, um, as a minor, you're required to have. I think when you're on a full day production, you need to have I think four or three and a half hours of tutoring, academic tutoring on set. So uh, that means production has to hire a licensed yeah. teacher, a tutor, yeah. um, yeah. to guide these kids through academics, um, so they don't lose anything while they're, um, you know, working as as an actor. And uh, you know, when they go back to public school, if they go back to regular school, some very few actors who are minors go on to a, a career thereafter. 
uh, but they do, many of them go back to school and college and pursue careers, some acting, many not. Um, but when they go back to public school, they you know, are not left behind, you know, academically, because they spent yeah. you know, four seasons on, you know, whatever the movie might be or TV show. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's why I mean I, I feel for them. That's a lot of work, isn't it, for a, a child actor to yes. you know they're trying yes. to do all their lines and get these parts right, and then they've got to worry about schoolwork as well at the same time. It's just wow, very heavy load yeah. for a child. Yeah, yes. it's a significant mm-hmm. amount of work. It is, it is, and 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 uh, the guy who played Lurch, uh, that was his you know defining role. Um, he's no longer with us either. He had uh, he died at a young age of uh, he had a. Um, benign tumor on his heart that had to be removed and, and passed away a oh. complications oh, from man. that. Yeah. And, uh, Was oh, he working uh, that tall, Andy? Yes, 6'9". 6'9". Wow. That's very mm-hmm. tall. How Sorry. tall are you, Cornell? Four feet. 6'9". <laughs> I told you I was, huh? <laughs> the lollipop <laughs> I'm a lucky elf. <laughs> I'm gonna look like that stood next to Cornell because I'm, I'm five. I'm five seven. So I've oh, I love like, that. I love that height. That's like my favorite height for a girl. <laughs> oh really? Mm-hmm. We got to talk. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, how, how tall are you? Five. No, uh, five nine. Five nine. Exactly. I'm exactly five nine. That's oh, nice, I'm the shortest of the crew. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, wow. I'm 6'9", so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did I, Andy took it the wrong way. 6'9". <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to 6'2". I two. see. I'm going back to 6'2". Hey. <laughs> That explains okay. it, Cornell. This guy had more women. Oh, excuse me. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's uh, why, right? <laughs> he was six uh, nine. Ah, yeah. He's full of shit. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, there's some other things I wanted to get to in the news. We'll talk about on Friday's show. Also, I want to talk about Friday's show because uh, John Aston, not John Aston, he's Adam Assembly. Uh, 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 Joe Richmond will be joining us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard he's approachable. Uh, guys, crew, let's, uh, powers it be, let's try to get him on the show. And I'm sure he's that willing to come so on and talk to us. Let's make that happen. Let's get John on the show, talk about the Adams family, some other things. Why not? Why not? What he's doing now, his career, some experiences that he had in filming the Adams family. I'm sure he'd be delighted to come on our program and we'll make that happen. So let's, let's do that and we'll announce when that will happen. It'd be great to have him on. And also, um, we're going to bring Mark Lester back. We've been talking about that for a long time, and he's been That'll on be my on. mind and what he's doing now. He played the, 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 uh, the uh, role of Oliver when he was eight years old and has gone on to become very successful as an orthopedist in uh, Manda's hometown. At the yeah. Center. And uh, yeah. we talked about that. And, and actually spending, you know, because he's on quite a while ago, my God, last winter. And he said, yeah, I'd love to come back on, been in touch a little here and there, and, and we wanted to do that. Now, not so much talk about the movie Oliver, which, of course, we have to a little bit, but um, 
talk about what he's doing now and, and maybe provide yeah, some advice I, from our callers who might have low back pain ailments and other things that he can address. So I think he's been traveling a lot from what I've, I've made out from his Twitter account um, because the last communication I have with him, he said, yeah, um, we'll arrange it and, you know, he was going to get back yeah. to me. Uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, I can I can chase him up and see. But, yeah, yeah let's, he's definitely let's been no. traveling around a lot. Yeah, I know they're coming back over here. Awesome. He and his wife are coming here for uh, thanks over Thanksgiving. They're going to Texas and then up to Vegas, and uh, they're flying to LAX. I was going to try to get together with them actually in LAX and you know, say hi and hang out, pick them up at the airport or whatever they might need while they're here. And um, they go to Texas and then Vegas and back to uh, to UK or something like that. I don't know, but we we got to follow up on that, Amanda. We we got to follow up on that. Absolutely, uh, he's, he's, he's Absolutely. a great guy. But some things I want to talk about that we. Um, didn't get to today that I wanted to do is the uh, um, the lingering discussion on the federal budget. As we know, we are about to have a catastrophic event um, where the United States would default on all of our loans. You know, um, wow. Which the when Mitch McConnell was the uh, majority leader in the Senate, he had no issue extending as, as many times, I think up to thirty times, the entire length of the Trump presidency, and refused to do so when Biden took office and which has caused that uh, issue, that roadblock. Uh, since, of course, there's no way, and McConnell said this when Trump was in office, there's no way we're going to default on government loans. Well, when Biden took office, uh, I'd like to play those clips back to back and see what he said when there's a Dem- when he's a minority leader and there's a Democrat in the White House. Unbelievable. He, he doesn't, you know, they don't, the GOP, not holistically, but for for a large part, or what we see anyway, um, isn't concerned about education, isn't concerned about uh, infrastructure in the United States, about catching up with some of the other parts, Western civilizations, you know, and other more advanced uh, civilizations in the world in terms of, of, of bridges and railways and airports and infrastructure and education and, um, you know, and, just, and, and medical care and, you know, it goes on. Uh, they care about one thing, themselves. And they're afraid of Donald Trump to this day, where Donald Trump has no more right uh, than any citizen does. He no longer has pardoning power. You know, he, he he's and, and he's walking around and giving rallies like he's still president. It's unbelievable. Anyway, I want to talk about that federal budget being extended in our next show on Friday. And um, and, you know, again, Trump will play some clips of what Trump's been saying. He went to Iowa. Uh, last Saturday and, and had a rally. And of course, a lot of people left. There weren't all that many people there comparatively, but uh, he's still running around the country claiming that he, the election was stolen from him. And we all know the truth behind that. Unbelievable. And as, as also, you know, uh, we need to dive into a little bit more um, that uh, the record number of 4.3 million people quit their jobs in August, which is uh, evidence, um, you know, of, of you know, considerable leverage of of the workers have on today's economy and what's going on. Yeah, four point three million people, four point three million people quit their jobs in August. Florida, wow. Florida. There's a county in Florida that's being sued by Florida for uh, enforcing vaccine passports to the tune of three point five million dollars. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I don't know how many people are following the tragedy of Gabby Petito, that that adorable, energetic, bright 22-year-old that was murdered while on a trip uh, across the country with her supposed lover and boyfriend, who's now disappeared. And the boyfriend, Brian uh, Laundrie, has not been officially accused of her death. She she was strangled. Uh, he, He was the only one she was with. And... 
you know, innocent until pre- presumed, you know, until proven guilty, but we can all draw our own conclusions and assumptions. But anyway, um, the, um, the cause of her death, which is not told just this week, she was, um, you know, she was, uh, it was a homicide. And they said the homicide was, in fact, by strangulation. So uh, wow. following Gabby Petito's um, tragic death, and, you know, her demise and her trip across the country with this guy. Um, yeah. We'll talk maybe more about that on Friday. Also, as I said, uh, Joe Richmond is joining us on Friday, uh, former coach of the Washington Generals, the, um, the team that tours with the Harlem Globetrotters and gets beaten by them every, every game. And also uh, part of the Harlem Globetrotters organization, at one time an ambassador to Philadelphia 76ers NBA basketball team. And now that NBA is opening up. It'll be great to have Joe Richmond back on the show again to talk about some highlights of the upcoming NBA season. Also, he being the sports um, um, expert that he is, the uh, Yes, he's you know very. He's, that's what he's been doing his whole career, uh, and we're going to talk about that's what he's been doing. But we're going to talk about the uh, the National Baseball League. The the um, playoffs are underway right now, and there's an incredible series that is taking place between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. Of course, I'm in L.A. This, the Giants are up north. Both teams at one time were in the early on until uh, 57 were in New York. The Dodgers were the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Giants were the New York Giants, and so was the New York Giants football team, who remains there. And they've been rivals ever since. And when they moved to the West Coast, um, the Owners Association at the time um, said uh, if both teams must move to the West Coast, if one team doesn't, then the deal's off. They have to stay where they are in New York. And both teams agreed to move to the West Coast. They've been rivals ever since. And there's amazing, amazing baseball series going on right now. Game five, the final, is on Thursday evening on TBS. And it is at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, whatever time that is in the world. If you have a pulse, you need to be watching that game. If you, <laughs> Even if you're not a baseball uh, fan and whatever – it's been exciting as hell. I got to tell you, you got to watch these two teams play on Thursday night. Again, 8 p.m. on TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. I'm sure it'll be broadcast around the world. You've got to catch it. And that's what's happening here. And we'll talk more on Friday. It'll be great. To, and we'll also, of course, we'll see what the stock market's doing on Friday. We'll talk more about the AMC show. You know, what's going on with that? Uh, or should I say AMC shit show, as the case may be. Um, what's going on with that stock and other stocks? Um, you know, what I've been doing, you know, kind of, you know, AMC's, uh, we don't really care what the value of the AMC stock is. We'll talk about that, but we want to talk about the short squeeze as predicted, and that's going to make a, a bunch of people a lot of money, supposedly. Talk about that. And um, and that's about all she wrote, I think, for this uh, for this Andy and Amanda program on Wednesday, October 13th, 1. We want to thank everybody for joining us. Amanda, Cornell. Yes, Cornell, Cornell, yes. those of you who, Cornell wasn't properly introduced. People are saying, who is, who is that man? Who is that guy? Cornell introduced I'm, I'm, Amanda I'm learned. and I. Yeah. <laughs> None of us have ever met. It's kind of a mystery how we're doing this, uh, uh, you know, 18 months later um, and, you know, 300 some shows later. Uh, none of us have ever met. Uh, we're broadcast around the world on Internet talk radio. Again, the number is 515-605-9888. And uh, go to our website, andyandmandyshow.com. Anything I left out here, I think. But do you think that pretty much uh, all the yeah. plugs I need to plug? Hey, hey, yeah. uh, Amanda, did you see that promo, the video for the show? Yes, my darling, I did. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> so we invite everybody to tune into this video promo for the Andy and Amanda Show wherever 
wherever you might uh, be. And I don't know what medium it's on or uh, whatever you know you recall those things. It's, it's Stop. like. It's like That's two of y'all, you and Anna, and I'm like, okay, which one I'm going to put on Tuesday? Which one? I'm like, Devil and David, both of them are great. I'm like, yeah. it's I mean, like we, we both produced yeah. one at the same time, darling. Yeah, I, just, I know. Andy. That was crazy. <laughs> I called Cornell. I said, hey, I see an email. Get over. Make sure you got it, okay? A video? And he said, yeah, Amanda's video. I said, no, um, what? Amanda's what? You and I, Amanda, <laughs> yes. are, it's frightening. How we are as, as and we've only known each other on radio. We've never met. It is absolutely frightening how in tune we are. It is. It is it, I, I should say frightening. That would be the Adams family. It's. It's. Um, <laughs> it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's. It's. It's mysterious in a way. How, how, yes, I, it is because when Amanda, you know, texts me her um, video that she did. And then Andy called me, did you see the video? I said, yeah. And he was like, no, the one out of there, I was like, hold it. Well, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I literally had an email come through afterwards after I finished editing it. And I was like, well, what's this? And I checked, so I was like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, it is just our same thought processes, our same uh, take on, on the world and life and politics and things. And humanity and social justice and physical things. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. how do you say it in the early Okay. Houston, we have a problem. I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, you boys. You boys. Mm. So funny. Mm. Crack me up. Mm. <clears throat> the walk lady doesn't like you behind? Mm. Yes. Pardon? <laughs> Not behind me. I was going to say, behind what? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, panning over my shoulder right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, it is crazy how how in tune. But we all are in a sense. I mean, yes. Um, there's been there's so many occasions that you know, Cornell has messaged. I'd be like, yeah, I've just been thinking the same thing, and, you know. And you guys, well, not quite that, but you know. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? When Andy did what's that, up? right? The the sound came and I. I got up out of my seat and made sure. I was like, hold it. I'm like, hold it. I thought I left the stain on my seat. I'm like, hold it. That's not me. Yes. Leave the skid marks for the road. Yes. Definitely. Because you know, wipe your ass so you won't have skid marks. That, you, you, talk, you, you talk about these things and, um, you know. It's going it's, down it's, very rapidly. Really, really. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Andy. Would you like us to, to, to raise the raise the uh, occasion? You <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, I do. Wow, it's been a great uh, show coming back as our first show this week. It's been so much fun, right? Yeah, it's been. Fun. Uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internet. Yeah, there have been. Oh, we're definitely back. we're here. Yeah. There is. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, um, my boys. You know, yeah. is it, is it, uh, is it, 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 is it,
our listeners should really. You know, it's a question of alerts. Yeah. We'll talk about it on Friday. Alerts. Yes, alerts. I gotta get some merch clips in here. Oh, I've got. To, I've definitely got to get some merch and clips in here. Oh yeah. So I guess for Lurch, if he, he if he's faking an orgasm, it's kind of the groans he does, like. Mm. Okay. Probably, if he, he probably, if he's actually achieved it, yeah. If he's actually achieved it, it'd be like you run, you run. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you probably do it like the. <laughs> <laughs> And then when he when they achieve it, he be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> squirrel like a pig. <laughs> yeah, right, definitely. <laughs> oh <nine>. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, oh man, I was going to see her. Um, so I guess we'll, we're back Friday at at um, yeah. at at three p.m. Uh, Eastern Daylight Time. Wednesday, like savings time. Anybody know when that is by chance? Uh, no, actually. I, I think the Japanese are involved here. We'll have to ask them then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need uh, to know. The main thing is, is to get plenty of advice. Well, I'm trying. I asked if, when is Daylight Savings Time. I'm looking for people to, to tell me when it is. I guess we don't okay, know. Okay. Um, hmm. Let's hmm. have a look. <clears throat> I can find that light for us right now. Because mm. we should. Uh, um, that'll when people are pounded night after night, <laughs> it naturally shakes their confidence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where's the beef? That clip always gets me every time. It's just so funny. Yeah. I can't, can't stop laughing. I laugh like it's the first time of me hearing it. Oh, Perhaps what has happened is that what we did uh, brought it about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it says, uh, it says, uh, it says uh, uh, you want to know for the United States, so... No, I want to know for the world. No coordination, no nothing. Yeah, I want to know for the, yeah, okay. the world. Yeah. Well, daylight saving time started on the 14th of March 2021, and it ends on the 7th of November. Oh, so we get some time. Okay, bad Yeah, we've right. got some time. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right, well, guys, I guess we're about to wrap here um, for um, for this That's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Yay, love it. Hey, hey, hey uh, you, know, you know something? Lisa's been patiently listening in on our, on our nonsense here. Lisa, you still with us? Yes, I am. Oh my hey, gosh! Thank you, Lisa. Oh my goodness! I, I oh my God! You ran. I would have hung up. Lisa. I would have hung up Putin a long time said ago. Donald Trump is a genius. Putin I would have hung up in the first two minutes. I'm so sorry. I actually sent Lisa a message on WhatsApp whilst we were still on there, saying, "You know, thank you for coming on and, and speaking to us on the show." Yes. And I didn't realize all the while she was on the line. Lisa, <laughs> thank you for coming on. We'll say it in person, guys. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. That's what's good for me to be quiet, hey, Mandy? <laughs> Sorry, what's that? What? It's something for me to be quiet for 45 minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, this is a rare occasion, people. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> when we was like, is Lisa still on? She'd say yes. I'm like, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, 
the you craziness know, of us. When we're, when yeah. we're quiet, Lisa, when, when we're Republicans quiet. love it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. now I'm from New York, so you know I'm from up that way by Philadelphia, where you guys are from. So yes, uh, yes, I can tell by your accent. You have a yeah. New York accent. <laughs> yeah. I was laughing when you're talking about the rats, because you know the sewer rats in New York. You know how they. Can oh be- my gosh! Tell me about it, man. I was in New York <laughs> one time, and I've seen a rat. I was like, oh my gosh, is is that a rat or is that a a dinosaur? <laughs> the rat. <laughs> They, they are they are overtaking New York. We're going and, to do uh, very well. We've done a great job. Yeah. They're doing, uh, they're, they're yeah. <laughs> the big um, rat. What I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Dirty rat. Yeah, I heard that. I heard there's an issue with the rats. We, gotta, we should follow up on that, too, because I've just learned about that from uh, Cornell. That's Wow. Wow. That's something else. Yes. Well, oh, I had a talking of rats. Yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. No, I want to say also, I forgot uh, to mention this, because I want to get this back on the show, too. I had a scammer. You want to get the rat back on the show? I do, a rat. He's a scammer. Oh, Claiming to be the U.S. Social Security office, and I was able to uh, almost patch him into the show, uh, to create a show yesterday, and I, and I lost the dude, but I want to get him back on the show. Maybe we'll do that next week. We'll play another episode of Catch the Scammer. You guys are from, if anybody is aware, you know, if, uh, senior citizens that might be listening wherever you are in the United States, uh, or I don't know where else, but I guess the U.S. They, they call and impersonate a uh, Social Security person saying that there's a lien on your Social Security account that, uh, that there's been fraudulent activity on your number, what number, in Texas, and uh, cars have been uh, bought in your name and thousands of dollars and drugs have been sent and they're putting a lien on your account and you've got to go to Target, get a gift card. And uh, of thousands of dollars, read them the back of it, and that'll uh, that'll uh, quiet the whole thing. I don't know how they do it, but I, I played along with the guy yesterday for quite some time. But I just want to put that alert out there: if anybody gets a phone call from somebody claiming to be the IRS, claiming to be Social Security, claiming to be anybody from the government whatsoever, yes. um, it's a scam. Do hang up on them, or just have fun with them, like I do. Just mm-hmm. you know, just know that there's no. You know, don't give any information. I give them my a wrong name. I give them a wrong social security, four four digits, and blah blah blah. I don't give many real four. They ask for your bank accounts, how much you have in each account. I make up bank names. I make up accounts. You know, I made myself a multi multi millionaire yesterday. <laughs> now I'm in the Portuguese Bank of Omaha. Oh, really? How much do you have in there? Let me look. I went along with this. Let me look. Let me look at my Portuguese Bank of Omaha account here. Here it is. It says I have. I've got two accounts. I've got one that has $468,000 in IRA, and I've got another one with uh, my savings, which is just my expensive money I use. That's got 3200 and I've got my checking account that has 9860 Any other accounts? Any other accounts that you have? Yeah, I've got another bank account at the Lithuanian Bank of Nebraska, and let me see what I've got in that account. <laughs> I'm giving all this money. You take it though. <laughs> <laughs> and he's taking it all down. How do you? I said Lithuanian. What's it count? I said the Lithuanian Bank of Nebraska. I can give you the website if you want it. Oh, no, that's okay. Just tell me how much you have in there. Okay, I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I was having such. And why this is happening? I'm trying to create a show to get him on a show. I was, you know, trying to get you know. And I asked him. I said, can, and then he says, "Do you uh, are you near stores?" I said, "I'm near lots of stores." What stores are you near? <laughs> oh, God, I think. Yeah. I know Rite Aid, CVS, Target. I know some of these stores because I know where they have gift cards that they want you to go to get a gift. So he says, go to a Target, and I'll wait on the phone with you. I said, can I 
<laughs> call you back from a different number, meaning my show number. Get on the show. I have a cell phone yeah. I keep in my car. And since I'm driving to Target, since I have another number in my car, I'd rather just call you back on that phone, meaning our show number, right? Um, yeah. And so he said, what's that number? I said, that number again is 515-605-9888. Number again, 515-605-9888. And so then he waits a couple minutes. He says, who's Amanda? <laughs> I said, that's my wife. That, yeah. that's, that's my wife. What are you asking about my wife? That's Amanda. That's, oh, your wife. Wow. Said, yes. and, and she shares those accounts with me. So, so, you know, if you got a message when you called that number, that's who that is. And, and she says, what do you do with, for a living? I said, I said, I'm a radio host. Oh. Hey, you are? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a radio host. I was about to say, as a matter of fact, you've been a guest. <laughs> but he had it was, it was on my cell phone. I couldn't, you know, I wanted to go, I wanted yeah. to follow up on that. As a matter of fact, you're on live right now. Welcome to the Andy Demanda Show. And they were like, yo, what the fuck? You're the dean of comedy. You're the greatest. You're the eldest statesman of humor. You deserve attention and respect. Thank you. Thank you. At least somebody says so. Yeah. Somebody says so. <laughs> hey, we got to go. Let's talk more on Friday. Let's pick this up on Friday. We'll talk more about the, all the stuff we're talking about. We can go on for a long time, but we won't. We got to cut out of here before internet radio turns us off, which has happened before, and we don't want that to happen now. So um, let's get out of here. Alicia, thanks for joining us, man, and, and call back on Friday. <laughs> Listen in. You're welcome to call back. You're welcome to, to, to tune in anytime, Lisa. You're, you're a great friend of our show. We welcome you anytime, and thanks for getting in touch with us. And uh, Cornell, Absolutely, our show coordinator, this wouldn't be happening if it weren't for you. This whole show would not have existed if it weren't for you, and thank you very much. It's great to have you back on board again. Uh, and Amanda, why don't you go ahead? Oh, you're the and, best, and, man. Y'all know. You know what, guys? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about listeners. Don't cry. Don't cry. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what well, Andy just said, he's definitely going to um, edit that out. So, <laughs> so please, you're not going to hear it on the podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, oh my goodness. Uh, um, so I guess we should get the hell out of Dodge here. Yeah? Yeah. So Amanda, why okay. don't you, we'll see everybody Friday again, 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, wherever time zone that is around the world. Oh, one, one new country came on board with just a few listeners, but they are on board. In the country of Estonia. I don't know anything about them, but welcome. Estonia. Ooh, welcome. welcome. Thank you. That's where Lurch live at. Yeah, we're back up. We, we, we dropped the country, but we're back up to 23 countries. Russia is not on the map anymore, so I don't know what happened there. But anyway, we are back. Um, <laughs> <That's> funny, <but. laughs> So we're down to 22. Uh, we're back up to 23 now, um, which is... Uh, yeah. Thank you. Know, you. Okay. Very yes. Are we clear? Oh, are we clear? So, so, yeah, so, so grateful, guys. Thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> Bless them. Um, uh, Amanda, get this to hot off the show here. Take us home. We'll okay. see everybody on Friday. Okay, absolutely. So, on behalf of Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love here in the UK, thank you to Cornell Butler, our awesome coordinator for joining us. We love and miss you when you're not here. And thank you to Lisa for calling in and joining us and staying silent for only half hour while we speak in the show. But more importantly, thank you to you guys, listeners, for, you know, supporting us and listening and keep showing up. We truly appreciate you and love you and thank you for being with us. Happy on Friday for some more fun. Bye.
Absolutely. I want to get that number out again one more time. You're calling on Friday. It's 515-605-9888. Feel free to All the best. We'll see you Friday. Take care, everybody. Take care. Take care. Bye. Welcome.